0: welcome to cozying up with the clear cut where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us this week we're cozying up with shelby eastman she's a multi-hyphenate entrepreneur who built her ig community by helping other brands grow we discuss her experience as a social media expert how she transitioned from nyc to la and more and welcome to Cozying Up with a Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm super excited to sit down with Shelby Eastman. She is the founder of Daisy by Shelby. She's a social strategist and entrepreneur. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks
1: so much for having me. This is so fun. This is oh, my
0: first podcast ever. Your first podcast yes, ever? I oh know. my god! Well, I'm so happy it was with us. Yes, <laughs> me too. I've been meaning to
1: like get more into the podcast world, so I'm excited. Do you listen to any? Podcast? I love I've just gotten into listening to them yeah what's your favorite one well obviously this one now that I know now that I know it's a thing I love girls gotta eat mm-hmm. and call her daddy Oh, yeah. So both very, you know, women-led, female-focused, dating, sex, work, the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Um. So did you grow up around the L.A. area? Or where are you originally from? No, I'm from Houston.
1: Okay. So I'm a Texan by heart, but I've been out of Houston for... 11 years now so oh, wow. it's been so yeah. you can you're officially
0: like I'm, a yeah, California
1: person kind <laughs> of i mean i was in new york for eight years okay. and then i've just been in la for about two and a half three but i frequent texas quite often and i think I'll probably end up back there. Maybe Austin eventually. I don't know. We'll see. And when you were growing up, um, what did you want to be like
0: when you were little? I
1: always wanted to be in fashion. So I actually went to a fashion art school in New York. That's what put me there when I was 18. Um, I always just kind of... Not the odd one out by any means, but I, you know, there's like the rodeo season every March and my friends would be wearing cowboy boots and I would be like in heels, you know, like I I loved the culture of Texas, but I was very much always like making mood boards in my room of like magazine cutouts. So I always had my sights set on fashion or something creative. So from, from the start, really.
0: So how did you get into like becoming like a content creator, social strategist, and now like founding... Um, your own business? Yeah,
1: so I went to school in New York, like I said, and it was for fashion. And so it's called LIM. And most yeah. do you know of, of it? Course. Okay, yes. Yeah. Because we're, we're in New York, so we <laughs> okay, know. Okay, so you know, yeah, yeah. But like most people outside of New York are like Long Island. So I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> nothing Long Island. But um, I was between that and FIT. And the reason I chose LIM is due to their influencer program. What I was really focused on was knowing that, like I already had the interest in it and kind of the taste for it, but like learning how to put that and apply it into the real world and gain that real world experience. So all that to say, um, jumped in really young from a young age of interning, like it was 17 or no, 18 working for Juicy Couture and then 19 working at Prada Corporate. And it was just really a crazy kind of experience to just have access to those opportunities at a really young age. Um, and so After kind of doing two fashion internships, I worked for a stylist, a wardrobe stylist, for about four years during that entire time. So I would intern and then on the weekends, also work for this wardrobe stylist. Like I was hustling, like my friends were like getting blackout drunk at college football games and I was like working till 2 a.m. on sets, not getting paid, but like learning the most valuable experience of my life. Mm -hmm. And she you know, knew that I was looking for another internship and she was like, you know, I know, it's not necessarily fashion, but I met these two really great creatives, um, and they work in advertising and they're all about digital advertising. This was in like 2014. So So early, early on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Instagram was still just the main platform of choice and everything was different. And so I was like, you know, that's interesting. They were working with Sunglass Hut and some other cool kind of Ray-Ban, more in the eyewear space, but lifestyle fashion brands. And that's where I really learned the world of digital advertising and marketing and learned how valuable that experience could be applied to really, really essentially anything. Like Mm -hmm. every business, every company and industry, you have to have a digital presence. And I think I just realized this is so valuable because even if I don't want to stay working with fashion clients, let's just say I can apply it to whatever really i i I want to Mm -hmm. so i worked there for junior senior year of college and then like a year and a half after i graduated and it was a really small agency i wore we all wore a lot of hats so Sometimes I look back and I'm like, Oh my god, I was negotiating those budgets mm-hmm. at that age. Like, who who allowed me yeah. Um, yeah. to like be dealing with that amount of money and retainer? But whatever, um, <laughs> we yeah, no one knows what they're doing. Like, literally, everyone's making it up. So, anyways, it's true. Yeah, uh, no, no one knows, knows what, what, they're, what doing. they're doing. It's once incredible. you realize that you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god, it's the most enlightening thing. I've worked with CMOs, CEOs, and I'm like, oh, Okay, so you're making it up too. Great. Yeah. sounds
0: good like we're all just gonna pretend we know i think that like hit me recently like when i i'm like wait all i always thought like adults knew what they were doing and then yeah, now no. i'm like i'm an adult and i'm like no one knows what they're doing no one knows. like people running like governments oh, have no idea what they're it's doing it's incredible yeah it's it's actually like laughable everyone's just winging it
1: everyone's yeah. winging it and it's it's pretty enlightening i think when you realize that and i've also realized that with age as well like you know, I'm, I'm 28 and I'm like, oh, looking back at, you know, let's just say 24. At that time, I thought I was so wise. And then at 24, I'm like, looking back, like, oh, 18 year old me, I thought I was so wise. but And, and now I'm like, 24 year old me, 18. Like, we're always just growing. Like, mm-hmm. when do we actually become wise and know everything? We don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. just, it's just interesting. But um, yeah, so I gained that advertising digital experience Were art directing, learned account management, learned the ins and outs of social, organic, paid, point of sale advertising, print, the whole thing. And kind of came to a point where my Personal interests shifted a little bit more from fashion, more so into the experiential world of like hospitality and design in in physical spaces. And I think I was just doing a lot of traveling. I I lived for Rome in five lived in Rome for five months, and I just got kind of a bigger, broader view of how my interest in fashion can. Sort of expand into other creative industries, right? Like it doesn't have to be clothing and apparel. Yeah. And so, I took that um, kind of interest and was like, maybe I, maybe I'll try hospitality. Like, why not? You know. So my next job was actually with Ian Schrager. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big hotelier. Hotel, yeah. yeah, he founded Studio Fifty Four. The whole thing. I. Um, launched his personal Instagram and did the strategy for that and then um, was leading public hotels which I'm sure you're familiar yes.
0: with in New York. I was just there the other
1: night. Yeah yeah <laughs> it's like the hot spot so I was doing social for them and um, ran my course there and when I went to kind of look for other jobs in the hospitality space I ended up in a place where I had a couple different offers uh, for Pretty much the similar sim- a similar role, right? For for a couple different hotels and a mentor of mine who also worked for Ian was like, I think, why don't you just propose to them like being a contractor and just like work with all of them? And I was like, yeah, I guess I never I never thought of that. Like I had always known that I wanted to work for myself, but I I don't think I would have done it at that point. This was early twenty nineteen. If someone that I really trusted and admired hadn't said just screw it just ask him to be contractor and like take them all on so that's what I did and he was like I he has a small um travel website called a hotel life he's like I'll give you that like that there's another client for you and um with the connections that I had made from working in house with Ian, the opportunity just kind of kept coming. And so that's still where I'm, that's really like my bread and butter of work is um, working across several different restaurants, hotels, bars and leading their social, leading their creative. I have now a small team of three girls that work for me. So yeah, so long journey to get me to this answer. Yes. Um,
0: But that's how I ended up in the social strategy space. Amazing, yeah. and then from that, what led you to start Daisy by Shelby? Yes, so
1: that came about in the idea came about in 2020. So I, you know, shit. Hit, oh, I don't know if I can cuss. Yeah, you can. Okay, I'm like shit hit the fan in 2020, uh. <laughs> and I was you know in my fifth, fifth floor walk up apartment and was like, no, I'm going home to Houston. My parents had just bought a house on two acres. I'm like, I'm going home. You know, everyone mm-hmm. fled the city, right? And I rekindled with my childhood dog, Daisy. And it got to a point where she started sleeping with me every night my mom was like, oh my God, once you start sleeping with her, it's over. Like you're gonna have to take her with you back to New York or LA, like we just got so attached. And then I ended up not going back to New York. I was like, let me just give LA a try for a sec. So long story short, ended up in LA coming back with 12 year old Daisy. <laughs> like stringing this poor old She dog. didn't mind leaving her house on two acres? No, my mom was like, you have to take her. Like she's gonna like die from depression if you don't take her. Cause we had just spent like six months. Like, you know, my mom was a nurse. She wasn't furloughed. My dad works for herself. So it was just like me and Daisy just like kicking it every day. And she's 12 and is never used to having someone with her that much. Yeah. And my mom's like, no, like, I'm so sorry. You don't have a choice. Like." You did this. You you got the attachment. So I'm like, oh, fine, yeah, I'll take her. So I took her little 12-year-old ass on the plane. She had never flown. Anyways, she lived the best life here for about a year and a half Laguna Beach, Nobu, like I just took her everywhere, a small dog. And she ended up um, passing pretty quickly from cancer. And that was tough. That was in December 2020. And I was like, of course, it happened in 2020. Like what else could go wrong? Um, So after that, you know, I was like, I'm never getting another dog. I can't do this again. You know, like so Mm -hmm. distraught. And my parents were like, No, we're getting you another dog. Like you're, this is not okay. We're going to, so they really helped me find my current dog. Mm -hmm. And during that process, I kind of just started over, right? And so I just did a deep dive into, okay, I have to get a harness, a leash, a bed, a this, a that. And I realized that there was nothing out there that personally resonated with me. And, And what I mean by that is just more so like my personal style as like, a fashion girl, yeah. for lack of better words. No fashionable dog You leashes. know, yeah. and, and then I was thinking, and I kind of did some research about how People, you know, under the age of thirty-five are getting married later, and they're also having kids later. But in return, dogs are the new
0: kids. Dogs are the new kids. Like and plants are the new dogs. Absolutely. If you're not the plant phase, you're at the plant
1: phase. Okay, (laughs) so we'll get you there. We'll (laughs) warm you up. It's 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 true though. Like people are just like we'll get a dog in the meantime, right? We're not quite ready. Everyone's freezing their eggs. Love to see it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me like so knowing that I was like I just felt like there was maybe a hole for the community that I'm around mostly right like the fashion and art influencers and Mm -hmm. and artists of like the LA New York scene and I was like you know what I'm just going to I can't find what I want I'm gonna make what I want and also kind of get back into the fashion space a little bit more because that had that had been missing for so long. And mm. I was like, I have this degree. I love design. Why can't I, you know, let me just pair the two and kind of see how it goes. So yeah, that's that's sort of where we're at is I just wanted to do something fun that is in the pet space for kind of the fashion girl. And,
0: and so describe yeah. like what makes Daisy by Shelby different.
1: It's really it's really the design and our approach to how we talk to customers and consumers. So it's doggy
0: apparel. It's dog
1: accessories. Okay. So right now we have little neck scarves and collars. We're working on harnesses, leashes, the whole thing. Um, we just launched in July. Oh, congrats. It's been fully self-funded by me. So it's been... Um, you know, slow, we're taking it step by step, but it's been, you know, I kind of say sometimes, like, I'm like, oh, it's just like my side project, but I really do obviously hope that, like, one day the goal is that it'll be my main thing. So, how do you yeah.
0: balance like launching a business that you're self funding, that it's just a one woman show, yeah. and also having your social strategy business where you have a team, yeah, and clients?
1: Um, I don't sleep. I don't (laughs) date. I don't. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, Really, it's having a team and the foundation already set for my social social client work. I mean, really like shout out to the team Raina Melissa and Danny because I just have such a great support system of of people of girls that can help kind of do the day-to-day work um which kind of just allows me to have a little bit of time to to do this but it's a hustle like I'm definitely not like logging off at 6 p.m you know totally um definitely taking some weekends to work but I think the difference is and I think a lot of people will say it is I don't Uh, it's it's I don't resent it I really enjoy the work it's fun it's a creative project for me and so it doesn't feel like so cliche but like it doesn't feel like work you know
0: (laughs) totally because you're passionate about it yeah for sure hey everyone Olivia here hope you're enjoying our episode our clear-cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind our collection is ever-changing, and each piece is handmade and made-to-order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. Um, so switching gears a little bit, you are specializing in doggy accessories, and we yeah. specialize in human accessories. Yeah. Um, we just love learning more about everyone's personal jewelry because I think you know, jewelry, unlike other pieces, can hold like a lot of sentimental value. Can be passed down. Yeah. Um, do you have any pieces in your collection that are extra special to you? Extra special to you?
1: Totally. I should have wore them today. I don't know what I was thinking. It's okay if you're not wearing them. <laughs> um, yes, I have a couple pieces from my grandma that she left me. Um, one is like an opal ring. Another is a ruby, which was our shared birthstone. Um, and then there's a couple pieces that my mom has, that I'm like. No rush, but, like, I'm taking those. But, like, (laughs) definitely, like, no rush at all. (laughs) But, like, I'm calling dibs on those. Um, So, yeah, those, you know, jewelry, when I worked for the wardrobe stylist, she would always say, like, jewelry was the most difficult to select for because it's such an emotional purchase. And it really is. Like, it's, there's so much, I feel like, emotion attached to accessories in general
0: and i feel like with jewelry a lot of the time you kind of wear the same things with all of your outfits so it becomes like a part of you a little bit
1: i have friends that will switch it up for every look and i'm like that is exhausting girl (laughs) i am not like i have my go-to pieces that i know you know like i have a silver look i have a gold look and like that's pretty much where we where we land
0: yeah amazing Yeah. yeah um so, what do you think is like the most um important like accessory to have for a doggy and a dog owner?
1: So this mm-hmm. is so interesting because when I started, I was like, obviously it's a collar. Like I grew up where the dogs wear collars 24-7, right? Like you're never taking the collar off because if it gets out or whatever it's it like needs your to, ID, it needs to be tagged. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a safety thing, right? What's interesting is after launching i've come to learn that people's habits with the dog accessories are very different there's really not like i was like what do you mean you don't have there's some people like we just wear the collar when we're on a walk and i'm like oh okay and then some people are like yeah like we'll just like wear it when it like wants to look cute and i'm like oh okay like I'm so sorry I had no idea like I thought we were all on the same page Mm -hmm. we were not but it's just definitely been a good learning I still have the stance that dogs should have the collar on at all times and they'll grow to be comfortable in it if Mm -hmm. it's a nice enough you know fabric and, and collar that you it's wearing for safety other people would disagree um that's still my stance. I think the collar and obviously for walking is a harness. That's another thing. Some people are like, oh, my dog doesn't pull, so it doesn't need a harness. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, probably so for little, little doggies <laughs> need harness. Little dogs, but like bigger dogs don't necessarily. So it really is not like a one size fits all <laughs> type mm-hmm. of situation. It's like
0: parenting. It, exactly. Like <laughs> there's
1: no rule book. Everyone's just winging it mm-hmm. and just sort of like adapting to their baby.
0: <laughs> so what are some tips that you would give someone who you know maybe has an idea similar to yours but like has a full-time job is nervous to start the side hustle like yeah scared of failure like what would what advice would you give to that person
1: um I read a specific book recently that gave me some really good perspective that I think i'll carry forever which is that procrastination is actually self-sabotage and i never thought about it that way but when you really start to think about you know if you put something off you're actually that you want to do or should be doing it's you're actually self-sabotaging yourself by not doing it because you're either not confident enough to start you're scared like everything we do this book kind of broke down is either out of fear or out of love and if you're not you know, acting out of, like, love for yourself. Act out of fear for missing act, out. Then you're FOMO. acting out of fear, <laughs> yeah. And so my, you know, I just think is, like, my biggest piece of advice would be to literally just start, which, like, sounds big and bold and crazy, but I think that's the hardest part, probably, is just getting over that first initial step. But also just knowing that if you're not doing it, you're actually sabotaging yourself whether like you realize it or not what was that book called a return to love okay so it, it's and it sounds like it's like a it's not a relation relationship love book i mean there's like a chapter in that but it really does break down like again that like you're either acting out of fear or acting out of love for like yourself depend just based on like everything everything that we do there's actually those only two emotions exist. <laughs>
0: It's pretty deep. It's like on some deep spiritual stuff, but anyways. Well they say that with marketing, right? Like you're either marketing from like fear or yeah. from like desire or something. Yeah. Or
1: and like all of that, like and really it just means love from like a a place of like positivity and mm-hmm. like right intentions, right? right? It doesn't mean love, like I'm in love with you. It just really means like genuine intentions or fear and desperation
0: and that sort of thing. Yeah. So what are your like hopes and goals for both of your businesses yeah. in the next like five, ten years? Yeah.
1: Daisy, I would love to get it. And some notable retailers, I'd love to see it in target. I'd love to even small like Lisa says, got free people. I'd really love to get it out there into the world in a, in a bigger scope. Um, I see that happening once we have the full collection mm-hmm. right now, we're just kind of like, testing collars, testing neck scarves, and so yeah, I, I, I want to blow it out of the water. I have ideas for an app and and just really get more into the pet space, mm-hmm.
0: um, just because people will spend any amount of money on their pets, so it's a great will. space. They yeah. absolutely will, because <laughs> it's like their kids. It's <laughs> yeah. it's
1: truly their baby until a real baby comes along. Like mm-hmm. that's their that's their priority, uh, at least is for me. Um, and then for my social clients, you know, I love hospitality. I don't see myself ever leaving hospitality i want to continue to consult maybe on a higher level um potentially outside of the social space right so starting to kind of consult maybe with hotels on creative activations or on property um initiatives um while still kind of growing the digital landscape of clientele
0: amazing yeah um We're really excited to follow you along and for the whole journey. So where should people follow you and shop yours? Well, for Daisy, you can follow at Daisy by Shelby. And
1: then my personal is at Shelby Eastman. So really Instagram, I need to do better with TikTok you gotta so get some dogs on TikTok I'll let you guys know let y'all know when I when that's uh buttoned up enough but for now it's it's Instagram amazing thank you yeah. so much for
0: coming today thanks so much for having me Shelby is so fun to talk with we can't wait to see how her business continues to grow would you try it